<clears throat> hey everyone, this interview is with my man Chase Escobar out of Philadelphia. He's a really cool cat. I just want you guys to get the chance to listen to him, hear his perspective, and then go check out his music. Really cool, humble, down-to-earth fellow. And yeah, his music is really dope. So if you're if you and if you're out there in the Philadelphia area, make sure to personally show love if you see him. Really cool dude, really down to earth, nothing but love super peaceful super chill had a great time during this interview and maybe i'm a little biased because we're both named chase but shout out to him good work man all right can you hear me yeah Awesome. So um, feel free to introduce yourself to the people, let them know where they can find you. And um, from there, I just want you to tell me about how you got into music. All right. Well, uh, yeah, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Chase Escobar from Philly. I mean, young artist, uh, you know, building my brand, building my name. I mean, uh, follow me on all platforms, Escobar, And that's Escobar with A-E-S-C-A-B-A-R. On all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. But uh, as far as how I got into music, um, honestly, like, since I was younger, I always, like, you know, I'd be in class, like, writing raps. I remember my mom was my fourth grade teacher. And, um, like, me and my man, my man, yeah, we used to, you know, just be writing raps. It, it, honestly, it kind of started, like, like, it wasn't a beef, but it was, like, a little low-key, like, playful back and forth. So like I write my rap. It wasn't no diss raps or nothing like that. But I write my little raps in class, and he he'd be like, yeah, yeah, that doing nice. But then he he write something be like, oh yeah, look what I got, whoopie whoop. And we'd like be going back and forth like that. So like uh, that was in my you know young boy days, elementary school. So I kind of like always been like into into make writing writing raps, making you know making words around stuff like that. And then uh, once I got to high school, uh. Once I got to high school in like like tenth grade, it was uh it was just a thing in my school where people were just battle rapping. Which is at school in, in class. It was really in like uh, a teacher named Miss Townsend. You know, hopefully I mean when I get on I'm gonna go back and show her some love and she showed us a lot of love, but yeah, we um in her class we just like literally battle rapping throughout the entire class and she ain't never like, you know, get on us or nothing like that. And at lunchtime, it was just battle raps, and I knew I like I was a good rapper, so I was pretty much I became uh like the the, the top the head boy of the scene, of the, like you know. But it, it was still like it was still just like a joke though, you know, not a joke, but like it wasn't nothing serious. It was like so, I so that went so that happened, and once you know everybody realized, oh damn, like he like the best rapper, so they started calling me Seem the Great, cause my 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 name is Jocene, so in high school they called me Seem the Great. And then um, it was it was one person in my class, and he was an actual rapper back then. This was in like tenth grade. He was an actual rapper, like he had songs out. He was recording stuff going to the studio and stuff like that. And they said, yeah, like you know, since I was the top, like you know, like other 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 people that ain't really taking it serious, they like, yeah, I should battle him. And I battled him, and I beat him. And it's on YouTube. But yeah, I beat him. It was it wasn't the greatest battle, you know. We was young boys, but I won that battle. And like I don't know, ever since then. I just always like, you know, like making music and stuff like that. Wow. So, 
like, you know, in that relationship with your teacher, it really seemed like she wanted you to cultivate your talent. Yeah, she, uh, I don't even really know why I say she really wanted us, wanted us to cultivate or wanted me to cultivate my talent as much as she was just, like, a cool-ass teacher. And, like, basically, it would be, like, it would be, like, doing, like, say we doing an activity in class or something like that where we're supposed to be, like, be in groups. Instead of doing the work, we was over there battle rapping and shit. Uh, but she, yeah, she didn't really like you know uh, discipline us or not even discipline us. Like she didn't really come down on us about it. So like she, yeah, she she definitely showed a lot of love. I feel like she might have even been out there at the rap battle because the rap battle that I had with the bull, it was like right across the street. It was a park right across the street from my school, and everybody was there. And I feel like she might even been out there. Like like she was just like that like cool type of teacher. Wow, so. So I want to ask you, you know, how do you do you feel like being in battle rap that that made you a sharper MC? Like, do you feel like it's given you an edge upon like above other rappers? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that it really gave me an edge above other rappers as much as being in battle rap, just because like I wouldn't say I was really in battle rap. We were just battle rapping, you know. So it was like it wasn't really like a. It was, though, so I guess so, yeah. I guess it was like our very own battle rap and ring type of thing. And it's like, yeah, though, it just, uh, it makes you, I feel like battle rapping gives you the sense of you need to say lines that people will react to. Because, you know, you you, you could say, like, you know, how your words flowing and everything like that. But just like, just like almost how I feel like that's almost how Future became Future. Because he said a lot of quotable shit, like a lot of things that, like, that you remember afterwards, like, oh, like, beyond just the filler bars and shit like that, you say lines that, like, oh, damn, that line was a hard line, and you remember that shit. So, yeah, battle rapping, it, uh, I feel like it it just puts a, a, a emphasis on being able to get people to react, being able to say things that will make people react in a positive way beyond just listening to you. So, in this time period, like, who were you listening to? Like, what... Like, like, who was influencing you the most when you started rapping? Uh, yeah, back then, it was like, honestly, I had I had a, a nice little variety, but like, it was, I'd say, just before I started to answer the question, like, I feel like it it was just different back then than it is now, just because like that was kind of like before all of the all of the as they say, quote unquote, mumble rap, microwave microwave rap hit the scene. So it was like back then. It was people still saying real words and like making, like trying to make songs of 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 um, of a meaning and shit like that. But uh, at that time, my heavy, the people I was listening to heavy was uh Rick Ross. He, Rick Ross was putting out a lot of shit at that time. I think uh, I think God forgives I don't was out back then. Uh, Drake take care shit obviously. Number one, I, number one I see was Drake back then. Cause I was I was a heavy heavy Drake fan. And uh, I was definitely like always listening to his shit, and I feel like just like as like a as a as a, a lyricist or as a rapper, I feel like Drake also played a large role in like uh in kind of the development of not really the development of my sound, but just the development of thought processes to put lyrics in a way that sound you know not just. La 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 da da la da 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 da. Nah, like you 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 saying stuff, and it ain't gotta be a crazy metaphor or a crazy uh 
simile, but you could just say words that, you know, say thought, thoughts that make sense and put them together in, in words that rhyme and it'll sound good. I feel like Drake kind of, like, introduced people to that almost. And uh, But beyond, so I say, like, Drake, J. Cole, uh, hey, is, 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 is the uh, the noise okay? Is good? Oh, no, I, I just coughed. I'm sorry. Yeah, excuse uh, no, me. I, yeah, I, I hear it's like a, a lawnmower in the background on my side. That's, that's oh. not bothering. Oh, I can't even hear a lawnmower. <laughs> I just heard myself uh, coughing. I heard coughing, coughing, brother. All right, well, yeah, no, these iPhones, these iPhones been working well. Then I guess they they work. They uh they they engineered them good when they made the uh you know oh shit. Oh, oh shit. yeah, no, they did no, they didn't spare any expense. You know, like yeah, <laughs> they literally yeah. got the shit right. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'll right be I'm sitting outside my house. I was rolling up and like my uncle just pulled up and shit. So like I'm trying to like quickly put my shit away before he walks over to my will. <laughs> it's all good, bro. It's all good. All right. all right, but yeah, though. So, uh, yeah, I say Drake, J. Cole, Wiz Khalifa. I was heavy on Wiz and Lil Dirk. Lil Dirk signed to the streets. Lil Dirk signed to the streets was fire. It was fire at that time. Uh, Wiz Khalifa, like I said, J. Cole. J. Cole had uh, what, what was it? What was J. Cole putting out back then? That was uh, during the. That was during the time of like um uh uh what is it? Cold World? Was it Cold yeah, World? Cold World, Cold World, exactly. And it was like can't get enough and all of that shit. So that was that was during that time. So I said, Yeah, I, I feel like Drake and J. Cole was my biggest uh Drake J. Cole and and Wiz was my biggest uh so bro was my biggest uh influences as far as musically. Well, I I really do see that when I listen to your music because I feel like as far as like with Drake, you know, because you know how like with Drake and J. Cole, they say, oh, I'm influenced by Jay-Z, Nas, uh, Eminem. Now we have the next generation and they're saying, I'm influenced by J. Cole, Drake, and um, there's someone else. Uh, J. Cole, Drake, there's someone else in the conversation I'm missing. Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick, yeah, Kendrick. Yeah, you know, like that's like the top three right now. But I also want to ask you, you know, you know, being out of Philadelphia, did you ever get any influence, like, by some of the local talent because Philadelphia is so rich with the hip-hop oh. culture? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I see, honestly, like, I honestly, I feel like I still need to do some more homework, honestly, as far as, like, with with the past artists. But, like, you know, Meek was popping at that time, of course, and he was dropping all his Flamers mixtapes and stuff like that. He was uh, just getting, he was, Meek was just blowing up kind of at that time. He he wasn't at the level he is now, but he was just starting to like you know reach beyond Philly kind of at that time. That was when he uh signed with Rick Ross and, and got down with MMG and all of that. So you know, me definitely played a part in it. And uh, I say, yeah, just to be honest though, like uh, I my when growing up, I li- I was listening to, like state property tapes and shit like that with my dad. But like once I got older as a kid, not even state property, Beanie Siegel tapes, and that um. That whatever album that is, I can't remember what it's called, but the one with bread and butter on it, that was like we had that tape, that cassette tape, and my dad would pop it into the drum, and we'd just, like, drive out to that. So, uh, yeah, I feel like that that type of stuff just, like, uh, that was that was younger, younger days, though, I say, like, you know, elementary school. So I say that, that kind of, like, uh, that brought me towards 
the music scene, you know, like just listening to music as a youngin and knowing like, oh damn, that's Beanie Siegel right there. Damn, this nigga hot, you know. And it's like, oh, he's from Philly. Oh shit, and I want to rap. Oh, all right, yeah, it's, you know, it's people like all right. And and, this, and another thing, I feel like that's a a good uh, you know, a good just a good thing is that a lot of you know Philly, a lot of rappers and artists from Philly they still accessible in Philly. Like, even if you can't get to them, you probably already, your cousin probably related to their cousin or know their cousin, you know, shit like that. Philly's a small place. So I feel like the rappers in Philly getting as big as they did is almost like, like how Meek said he's trying to motivate the youth. It really is motivating just because literally you might drive past the nigga on, on, you know, on, on any random day. You know, so it's like, man, that's somebody that literally might be around the corner from me, and he got a million dollars in his bank account. So you like that give you the idea, like you know, it could be done. And you know, I also want to ask, like, do you, do you feel like what is the biggest motivating factor for you for you know you doing your music? Because I think everyone has different motivations. What's your personal motivation, like, to want to be the best? Uh, my personal motivation to want to be best. I mean. Obviously, beyond like beyond the 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 obvious, like okay, you get paid, you can put your family in a better position, shit like that. That's obviously number one to you know be able to make life easier for the people that I love and for myself. But beyond that, I feel like it's one like probably two things. One is just that I feel like the game needs somebody like me. Like you know, I feel like the game, like the rap game, is like really dwindling down to like it ain't too many people that's still rapping now like it's a lot of lot of yada yada quick ass bars that I don't even can't hardly understand half the time and it's like the shit sounds good but like I can't listen to that shit for for an hour two hours straight because it's like you mean that shit I feel like it's frying my brain so I feel like for one I feel like I feel like artists that's that's rapping still and, and spitting bars shit like that, I feel like I'm needed in the industry, because, and for two, I feel like, I, I really feel like I'm the most talented, like, I feel like, not at this moment, I wouldn't, I wouldn't claim that in this moment, but I feel like I have the potential to literally be the most, not just the best, but the most talented artist, and I feel like I just, I just need it, you know, I feel like I, I need, I need to show the world what I'm able to do, beyond just me, myself, knowing. Well, even in um, even in like you know your name and the way you market yourself, like you have a lot of star power behind you. I mean, maybe I'm biased because my name is Chase, you know. But, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, Chase Escobar, like that name, like that name is very like it sticks in your head, you know. And Word. you know, like that's the thing I think with Philly, like Philly, like there's a certain energy that Philadelphia has, and like I, what I love about Philadelphia is. For the people are no nonsense. It's like it's like if they, if they fuck with you, they fuck with you, and if they don't, they don't. Simple as that. There's no yeah. wishy washiness. Everything. There's a certainty, you know. Yeah. But but yeah. Also, I want to I want to ask you this: if if you were left on an island and you had to have three albums to get you through the day or whatever, what 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 three albums would you pick? Three albums to get me through the day on an island. I'm gonna say. I'm going to need Take Care. I need, just because Marvin's room is on that shit, and that's my shit. So I need Take Care. Uh, I want to say I need J. Cole album, his, his 
I need Born Center. Take care. And honestly, just to switch up the vibe from time to time, I might pick Lemonade by Beyonce. <clears throat> or whichever album it was that had daddy issues and, like, my daddy said, shoot and all of that shit. I think that was uh, Lemonade, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, I'm just to, just to, you know, switch the vibe sometimes, I think that would be my three. Yeah, and, yeah, no, because, yeah, Beyonce is a powerhouse. That's, yeah. Like, she's, yeah, she's something else. Yeah, she, like, she just, like, a fucking G, like, you know, and, and she be, she'll say some shit that's, like, you know, just some gangster shit, but it's coming from Beyonce with Beyonce voice, so it's, like, you know. Yeah, but, you know, she has, like, killers, like, shit. She doesn't have to lift a fucking finger. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Hell, yeah. And also, you know, to go, to go, to go a little further, you know, I, like, what what do you think is the hardest part? Like, what what are the biggest obstacles of being the upcoming hip-hop artist in this generation? Um, I see a couple. Uh, one thing definitely is, like, the oversaturation of bullshit. It's like, I feel like it's, like I said, it's like, it's a new wave of, of rap, of music, you know? So, it's like, uh, that's almost what people are looking for, and not even what people are looking for as much as you hear it so much that you start to almost think in those terms. And, like, that's one of the things that I, like, I recently, like, been going through, went through type shit. It's like I almost had to stop listening to a lot of new artists just because the way that they rap, you know, if that's all that you're hearing, then that's, you're going to obviously start to have similar thought processes. If that's all that you're hearing. So I feel like just the just the microwave bullshit rap being, like, so everywhere, and flooding just the sound waves, I feel like that's an obstacle. And uh, another one, just like being from Philly, like it take a minute before they before they they really fuck with you as much as you you know you would like them to. Cause like like you said, like Philly is no nonsense, but it's like Philly is almost like uh a, it's a it's a trendy place. So like a lot of niggas ain't gonna fuck with you until they see a lot of niggas fucking with you already, you know. So, like, I feel like that's an obstacle, but at the same time, it's like once you get them, you got them. So I don't even really look at that as a as a burden as much as, like, an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it just gives you a chance, you know, just to sharpen. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you got to actually be good to come out of Philly and, like, you make it as an artist. Yeah, because, like, it's because Philly, like, hey, you know, they got Meek Mill, The Roots. Like there are some prestigious like musicians yeah, that have come yeah. out of Philadelphia, and like they have a huge art scene. You know the colleges like it's it's definitely to me it, it's the I mean the reality is hip hop was birthed in the Bronx, but at the same time like Philadelphia is not far from New York, so yeah, of course yeah. like that that culture carries over. Exactly, and I feel like that's I feel like that's one of the positives is that you know. Even though it's so much la di da di da rah rah shit in Philly, they like we still appreciate a nigga that's rapping and and actually rapping to you and spitting bars. Oh yeah, and, and I, I ask like this question every guest, like whenever I get get the chance like to interview someone, you know, if they're from a certain region, I gotta ask them this because like I actually I have family from Philadelphia. That's why I think it's cool. You, you know, I was so interested in interviewing him. Like your name is Chase. You know, you're from Philadelphia. I like this. Like. You know, so I felt like, oh, I know this guy practically. So I, I want to ask you, 
you know, I know that there are there are a lot of great places to get a, get a Philly cheesesteak in Philadelphia, but what's your number one pick? Uh, Philly cheesesteak, my number one pick? Um, if I had to pick one place to get a cheesesteak, I would say Shards. I say Shards. It's a, uh, it's a halal restaurant on 45th and Walnut. It's a green and white restaurant right on 45th and Walnut. You can't miss it. It's uh. And you no, know, cause one one thing is that me myself, I'm Muslim, so I can only eat halal meat. So, like basically, the meat has to be slaughtered a certain way, like halal or kosher. So, uh, so I can't eat everywhere. So, you know, I haven't been able to taste everywhere just because of that, you know, that restriction. But as far as like, you know, the cheesesteaks that I have had, and where I would say you could go to get a delicious cheesesteaks, definitely at size on uh 45th and Walnut in oh, yeah. West Philly. Oh yeah, no, that's gonna be the spot then when I come to it. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, and I, I want to ask you, sir, what's your writing process like? You know, I know I know everyone likes to do different shit. You know, like whether it's like you know rolling a blunt, you know, what, whatever it is, like breaking out a bottle, or or just just sitting down, getting the beat ready. Like, well, what's your writing process look like when when you try to pen some shit? My writing process is um, is like very submergent, as in like I like to submerge myself into just my music at the moment so it's like honestly say I hear the beat I I uh you know I I feel whether or not whether or not it give me a feeling and then okay if it give me a feeling all right I can fuck with it I'm gonna start you know I'm gonna start humming some shit mummering mummering a little hook something like that and it's like uh so what I try to do is basically almost I listen to the beat and I'm humming a flow so once I'm humming the flow, I know what, like I know how I want to say whatever words I say, and then what I want to do is you know I want to start off with a super strong bar to start off, and then just keep building off of that. So honestly, sometimes it'll take me it'll take me like a a week to write a song, but during that week I had I had wrote like maybe two or three songs in that period. But it's like say I start on this song. Honestly, it might be more than a week, though. It's like I start in the song, I listen to it, the bars that hit me, I get what flow to me. And then once, like, if I get to a point where I'm, like, stuck on it, I, like, you know, just leave it alone for a little bit. And the next time I listen to it, turn it back on, all right, another flow hit me, some more lyrics to hit me. And, you know, by that time, you probably finish through the song almost by then. But it's like, so I like to just let it, kind of let it come, like, naturally and not force it, because I feel like sometimes when you force it, it's like you put a lot of filler bars and shit in there, but when you when you just, like, literally just the shit that's, that's going to hit your head, naturally it'll, it'll flow better and it'll come out better. Because, yeah, no, I've been in that position, too, where it's like I'm writing, and, like, there's, like, this feeling, it's, like, kind of, like, it's, it's like, you know, Dr. Dre, he, he spoke about, you know, <laughs> if you get a if you get a train of thought or um, a certain burst of creativity, how you have to ride that shit out until it ends. Exactly. Like you just can't, yeah, you, gotta, you can't let go of it. Exactly, because it don't come all the time, you know? It's not going It's not going to hit you every single time you sit down to write. It's not going to just hit you actually some hot shit. You might, and you know, and that's that's where throwaway, throwaway checks come from. It's like, you know, you might, you might put together some like some average shit, but it's like, all right, as long as you, as long as you are writing and you are like, trying to be creative the creative the 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 actual creativity that you're looking for i feel like it'll find you before you can really find it you just gotta just try to be creative 
but the creativity that you're looking to reach, I feel like it, it has to find you. You can't really find it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and that's that's just the truth right there, you know, because I think I think the writing process, I mean, especially within this era, has become so overlooked. Because, like, nowadays, I, you know, it's weird. I'll watch an interview with the rapper, and they'll say, oh, I'm, I don't rap. Like, or, like, they'll, they'll say, I'm not a rapper. Like, I'll watch Blueface. He's like, I don't even like music. And I, I watch this shit, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it, it just, it bugs me out. And, and you, but you can, you see it, though, in the music, bro. It's like, not to talk shit about nobody, but, like, you, you can tell, fucking, you can listen to a song and tell whether or not a person literally put thought process into writing that shit. Because, like, when a person puts thought, a thought process into writing something, they end up actually saying something. You know, and and when that's not the case, it's like it's just a bunch of yeah, I got money, yeah, I got bitches, yeah, I got money, yeah, I got bitches, yeah, I got cars, yeah, I got money, yeah, I got bitches. It's like that's cool, that's what's up, bro. But like, you know, that shit that just ain't my cup of tea. So I rather, I rather, I rather play the long game and come out with a song that fucking niggas that's older than twenty four, twenty three will be able to listen to and enjoy. Cause it's not just a song where you just you mean just turning up dancing with some bitches. It's some a song that somebody can sit down and really listen to, then just be cranking out. You mean I ain't gonna say people. It's people cranking out some hits though. So you know it's not it's definitely not to throw shade or nothing like that. But it's just like it's uh I feel like I just feel like almost how me called the microwave rap just cause you make it quick, it pop. You know it seems good. It's like a like eating a fucking cup of noodles. You know, like you hungry as hell, you got some noodles right there. All you got to do is put some water in it and press the button, and then in three minutes it's done. So you're going to go ahead and do that, you know, eat your noodles, you know, do your thing. Eat, you mean, so, you know, uh, fucking satisfy your hunger. But in, in 30 minutes, my nigga, you're going to be hungry again. So it's like, you mean, you, I'd, rather, I'd rather take the long game and supply some substance than just be popping out bullshit every five minutes. Yeah, like that—that's the reality. Because I mean, like, there's there's two schools of thought. Because like, like people will just they'll record. Not we're in an era where someone will record some shit and then an hour later just release it. Hey, my bad, my bad, bro. Uh, Oh, it's all good. Yeah, you know, because we're in an era where like people will record something and then release it immediately, or they flood. I mean, listen, I'm all for pushing content, but the reality is like. You you need to work on your craft like that. That's the truth. You need to work on a body of work instead of be like, oh, I'm just gonna draft singles my whole life. Like, no, you need a body of work. You need to show exactly. people you can put together an album. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like uh, I feel like it's kind of like it's it's. I feel like it's gonna it's gonna fade off. Like I feel like this is almost like a. I hope I, I hope not even to say I hope that people' careers fade. Cause like maybe they'll just start making better music, but like I just hope this 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 uh honestly I don't even want to say I hope this era ends, but I just like what I what I hope is that more people is more motherfuckers that's actually rapping keep rapping, cause now I'm seeing people that spit bars and shit like that. Even some of my homies that rap. That normally, like, I mean, we came up, we came up listening to Lupe and shit like that. So that's that's who we was gonna rap similar to. But now it's niggas that you know they was rapping and spending bars. Now they try to use the you know the ABC Migos flow and just say bullshit. And it's like I hope that shit don't not only just like flood, 
what's there, but almost uh, infect the niggas who who are actual rappers. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it waters everything down. Yeah, exactly. It waters it down. Even that's why, like I was saying earlier, like I had to literally stop listening to it. Like I I, I had to stop listening to it because it, it watered down my thought process. Like the words that I was thinking of was a bunch of four letter words and just bragging about bullshit. And it's like, I don't even want to hear that myself. So I, I ain't about to be spitting it for other people. Yeah. Well, that, that's a strong message. You know, I can get behind that, you know, because like, it's this weird thing where I feel like I want, I want people to do them their, like their thing and express themselves at the same time. It's, I don't want them to be smug. It's like, listen, like, you can do your shit, express yourself, but at the same time, if you're putting out low-quality stuff, don't don't try to act like you're the best. It's like, you yeah. know what you're doing. And but, it's like, now, it ain't enough motherfuckers putting out high-quality shit, so it's like, if I'm putting out low-quality shit, and I'm putting shit out and people fucking with it, it's like, you know, you can't really, you can't tell them nothing, so. That's the truth, yeah. It's just all about the attention now. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And now I want to ask you, you know, since we're talking about albums, bodies of work, uh, are, do you have any projects that, that uh, coming up that you'd like to plug and tell the people about? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm working on an album right now. Me and my manager just sat down probably like two weeks ago, and uh, we put together a little game plan. So pretty much I'm trying to make like a six to, between six and like six and 11 tracks is what I'm thinking put together a little EP just to, like, you know, get my name out more type shit. So, you know, get people content to listen to. Because I got, I got, like, I got plenty of music recorded. But you're saying just, like, just to roll it out as a, you know, with a plan and with a marketing strategy and all of that. But the first thing, just record the content. So I, I ain't got a name for it yet. Honestly, honestly, I want to call my first mixtape Give Me Philly. Like, just give me this shit because I'm taking it over. But, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm working on right now. Well, when it drops, I'll make sure to plug it and let people know what's happening, and I'll make sure to copy copy myself. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My man, appreciate it. Oh, yeah. That. And the one final question before I let you go is: What advice, if you could, if you could pass some advice to the kids, or, or just give give a message to to like the generation that like uh, that's coming up, like what what can, what would you give them? Um. I say comparison is the theft of joy, you know? So don't don't live your life trying to compare yourself to other people, trying to be like other people, trying to be like everything you see on the Internet. Like, I mean, just live your life to be yourself. Do what you want to do. You feel me? Be happy in what you're doing. And just, just make a decision and be confident in your decision. And pick a goal and chase that shit. Exactly. Goals are the number one thing, man. If you don't have a goal... You can you can say you have a dream, but if you don't put the goal behind it, it's not gonna uh, like you know it's not gonna come to realization. It's not gonna manifest exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Well, um, you know, before you go, is there anything else you you'd like to plug and let the people know about where they can find you, um, uh, everything like that, any upcoming shows you have coming up? Yeah, everybody just just follow my gram, follow my gram. That's where I'm putting out all my information, all my content, shit like that. Be on the lookout for videos. Cause, uh, like, I'm trying to roll out, honestly, I'm trying to roll out my whole tape with videos for every song. So I'll probably put out a couple singles in, in this next month, definitely. So 
just be on the lookout. Follow my Instagram. Follow my Twitter, Chase.Escobar, Escobar with an A, not an O. And, uh, and you know, just let your people know. Check me out. I will. Well, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate your time, and I, I look forward to you know, staying connected and putting out more content with you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we got to wake up again soon, bro, for sure. I appreciate it. Hey, man. Hey, man. Yeah, thanks for everything, and just have a good day out here, brother. Be safe. Uh, you too. Thanks for having me, man. All day. Peace. All right, and that's it. That's the show. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed our interview. Make sure to go follow him on social media. Check him out. Check out his music. Make sure to go follow me on social media. My new album, Heart, will be dropping in August. I have a new single coming July 7th with a very big name. I have a video happening. There's a lot going on. And, yeah, just thank you. More content coming. Everything is in the works. Appreciate it. Peace and love, my people.